So we're recording right now. Okay. Now I want people to. We're doing Facebook Live again. This is hi everybody. Welcome to Fairly Normal. Um, I'm here with my brother Dan, my older brother Dan. What's happening? That noise you hear in the background is Rocky slurping up some water. Drinking some water. You're gonna want the microphone closer to your face. Okay. Thank you. Um, and so people listening, I have to. I mean, he drinks loud. I have to try to figure out how, maybe I, if I was smart enough, I could figure out how to put the song that I, my lead, to tell me something good. Because right now, the, I'm using the phone for Facebook Live, so I can't, it's on my, I'll figure it out. By the next time I do Facebook Live, I'll figure out how to pre-tape the music, or I'll just put the music on a different, I'm, I'm not smart when it comes to technology. I think everyone knows that right now. Yeah, because that sounded pretty stupid as I was explaining it. Yes. It's not even the hardest thing to do. Yep. But I'll figure it out. Now, people on Facebook Live, I want you to know that we're going to do the podcast as normal. And then a little bit into the podcast is when we'll start answering questions off of Facebook Live. If you're wondering which brother this is, this is the brother that I referred to as on the podcast with Sarah Colonna as the Auschwitzy version of me which doesn't seem fair looking at you now with us next to each other <laughs> it's really yeah. not that fair it's a harsh harsh uh criticism it wasn't a well, criticism it, harsh, it was a criticism. description description yeah it was, it was a tough description i think you're gonna want to get to the microphone I a little cried, closer to i your cried first. for a while no you didn't you i wish you did yeah that would have been a good one if i could have made you cry yeah <laughs> i don't think i've ever made you cry before no, i haven't and even if i had made you cry you wouldn't admit it to me Exactly. Right, unless I, you actually saw me cry in front of you. You know, for something that you did, but you never. No, but you know what? The, I tell people that all the time. Like, I wonder if that's going to be too loud. Well, it's the air conditioning, everybody. And we're in the valley and it's fucking August. So you're going to have to deal with that noise. Yes. Um, I wonder if. Here's what I tell people all the time like, practical jokes and when people do things to you, the way to ensure them to keep doing things to you is for you to overreact exactly you just have to pretend like it never happened like i used to leave when i worked at chelsea i used to leave little practical jokes around the office and the one the people that got it the people that i would do it to were the people who would always go who fucking did this right but the people who never said anything about it i was like well that's not fun you just want to give them like a, a good one Say hey, good one. Yeah, but they, but they, they never did that, which was yeah. smart. Those to me, those people grew up with siblings, because they knew if I react to this, it's going to keep happening. Exactly. And so the people, the easy people to get it to are the only child, only children, and someone who was the oldest. And I think because someone who was the oldest reacts. Yes, because and they we never. We actually know that. We do know that very well. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny, like. Now, when we were growing up, so three, I have three older brothers, but Danny was interesting in the, in the whole pantheon of it, as far as actual taking shit and physical punishment, it's weird. I would bet in most families, your slot didn't get the most, but in our family, your slot got the most. I got the most. Because Adam dished it out. Adam is the oldest brother. Yes. Adam dished it out way more than you or Jonathan did. Adam hated me. Oh, clearly. He didn't like me until I was 14. 
Why? What do you think happened? He just got old enough where he was like, whatever. There was, I don't remember what it was about. There was this like major blowout of something that happened and um, dad got really pissed at him. There you go. Dad got really pissed at him and uh, he left. Dad left? Adam left for like a couple of nights. And when he came back, he, I don't know what happened to him. He had a aha moment or something like that. And he came back and he was like, he was like, you know, let's, let's take a walk. And so like, you know, I didn't know where we were going. He said that to you? Yeah. Oh, you, he, he was going to go bury you. You he were like, oh, he's going to go no, fucking bury me. No choice. It's after school. You know, the place down no at the end around. of our street, that, the dead end? The dead end. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, and we then did. it was just a field. Right. Luckily, we took a left instead of a right. Yeah, you would have had an unmarked grave. Right. People would have been like, "What happened to Danny?" Right. And you know what? I took a walk with him. He right. said he was going to get something to eat. Never saw him again. Never saw him again. He yeah. said he was going to Subway. Yeah. Let me close that. Okay. So he ended up taking me. Remember that uh, place in the campus center where all those video games were? Yeah. Yeah. So we took a walk up there, and on the way, he was like. There are some things, you know, you need to know about me. And he just started like... What things? Well, he's, he, you know, he was 16, I was 14. He, you know, took out his pack of Marlboro, started smoking cigarettes, and just started... Was this when he had a big John McEnroe fro he and he was fro. wearing a bandana? Yeah, he had the big fro. And uh, he basically uh, was like... I don't even remember what he said, but by the time we got back, it was brand new relationship. Really? Yep. Because it wasn't going to be hard for me to make the turn. Yeah, you were anxious for it to happen. I was anxious for it. <laughs> <laughs> didn't I didn't he, know. I didn't, didn't know it was going to get knocked around day to day. Didn't he? Lo- did he lock you in a closet? No, he locked. He used, to, but he locked Scott in a closet. Here's what's my favorite thing, guys. He didn't just torture Danny. When Danny's friends came over, he tortured Danny's friends too. But yeah. by the way, one one time when my friend my friend Gary Miles came over, right? And Danny and my brother Jonathan, who you guys have met, got into a, a little argument. Yeah. Jonathan runs out of the room and grabs a fucking knife. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to fucking kill you. And Danny grabbed my friend Gary and put him in front of him. He was like, go ahead. Go ahead. You want to stab me? Go ahead. And, and he's just holding my friend out in front of him as a shield. Go ahead. Fucking stab me. Go ahead. And my friend's like, no, 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 no. Don't stab him. Yeah. yeah, that was a good move on your I part. I wasn't actually like throwing my chest out being like, go ahead, stab me. But I did put Gary in front of me. Yeah, I believe you said, go ahead, stab me. Maybe. You might not have thrown your chest out, but you threw Gary's chest out. I did. I That's said, a difference. Right. <laughs> go ahead, stab me. And when I say me. I mean Gary. I mean Gary. And then see how it feels. <laughs> and if you want to stab me, right. then we'll go after that. Right, exactly. That it was one of my, all I remember thinking when that happened was, man, I'm glad I wasn't standing next to Danny. Yep. It, you went for the first small kid you could find. And he was the smallest. Oh, yeah. It so was, he was easier to like swing around quickly because yeah. I needed to move fast. Oh, it was instinct. That's a fight to, or flight moment. I needed to move fast. <laughs> yeah. I forget how that got diffused. Maybe Jonathan just decided he didn't want to stab Gary. I forget. Do yeah. You know, Adam was the first. Now, listen, this was back when, you know, you bought bags of weed and there were seeds in it and stems. And, right. And just bad weed. Bad and you weed. could smoke a whole joint and still not get high. Except for a headache. Yeah. You'd get a headache. Yeah. Right. You thought a headache was actually part of being high. Yeah. You were like, oh, I'm so high. But it just your head was throbbing. Right. Right. <laughs> um, but Adam was the first time I remember he came home and I smelled weed and he walked in. He walked in. I was it was me and mom and dad in the living room. And I smelled weed or whatever. I didn't know what it was. So and I smelled something 
And I said to mom, when he walked upstairs, I said, mom, what was that smell? You know what she told me? Pizza. It's pizza. And I was like, really? Yeah. She goes, yeah, it's pizza. What was that place down by Cumberland Farms in North Amherst? What was that called? Was oh, yeah, Antonio? that pizza place. It wasn't Antonio's. I don't remember the name of, of that town. place. Yeah, but that, because I think Adam worked there. You worked there. No. I, none of us ever worked there. We I would th- just go there a lot <clears throat> after <throat> hours and try to get pizza. Was that what it the was? Extra slices. That yeah. Cumberland Farms next to that is where I get bust. You know, there was a guy who worked at Cumberland Farms. And now that I'm thinking back on it, I feel terrible. But he was just an older dude. And I remember one day I walked in. I go, hey, I don't have any money. You see me every day. How about you just let me take this and then I'll, I'll bring back some money the next day. So I did that. And I built up a little trust with him. So then I had it to a point where I was like at the end of the week and then at the end of two weeks and at the end of the month, we just had a running tab. It was the greatest scam because he was an older mm-hmm. dude. And by the time we got to the end of the month, he was like, how much do you owe me? I was like, nah, like $2.70. Yeah. And he was like, that seems right. And I would yeah. just give, it was a great scam. But you know what fucked it up for me? I made them, this is early on. This is early on, an early lesson for me. What fucked it up for me was I told one friend. So that person went in and worked that deal. Oh. And then they told a friend. Yeah. So there were like 12 dudes working the deal, and then the guy got fired. Are you? Really? We got fired for giving away shit. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But I, it was an early, early lesson. We're like, you know what? Some things I don't need to share. Some things are just for me. Yeah. You know? I got caught stealing from Matrobas once. I thought that was just Jonathan and I. You, what'd, you, what'd you steal? I was with uh, a couple of buddies, Ray Wilson oh, yeah. and Scott Paul. And we, were, we, were, we just had a bunch of stuff in our pockets. And um, Mr. Watroba caught Scott and then ran, I ran out the door and ran to the bus stop, which was just like a couple hundred yards away. Yeah. And the bus was pulling up. And Scott was standing there <laughs> on the porch screaming at us to come back with Mr. Watroba. Screaming your names? Yeah. And then, well, then you're fucked. We didn't get on them. We didn't get on them. No, as soon as they say your names. Jonathan had to drive down from when we lived on Brookshire Terrace, I think. Wait, you were 18? No, I was... uh, How was Jonathan driving down? Oh, no, Jonathan on his bike. (laughs) With a big thing full of, like, pennies and change. Because Mr. Wittrobo made us pay for everything that we were attempting to steal. And did you get to keep the stuff? Yeah. But it was expensive. Really? Yeah. Do you know what I used to do with the Petrobas? I used to do menial. You know how I used to love having those light up beer signs in my yeah, room? Yeah. Well, I used to do like, I used to, can I sweep the whatever? And he would give me those old beer signs. I had so many of those. That's funny. You know those old ones that you just pull the little. Oh, yeah. Actually, now I bet you they'd be, well, I was going to say, I couldn't put them up in my head. Beth would be like, put, take that fucking thing off the wall. There's no good spot for them anymore. No, the garage. To show people, look what I have in the garage. Sure. So if someone walk in, hey, that's cool. Is that one of the ones you pull? Yeah. Yeah. And be like, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. You, th- you know what? Mom saying that that smelled like pizza is like that time that we, dad and I drove you to college. <laughs> right. And that smell, dad told us it was the trees. No. He said, he said it was the paper mill across the river. Paper mill across the middle. And it actually wasn't the paper. Oh, no. He, yeah, said, it was he the, said it was the trees. Trees. Yeah. He said it was the trees, and it was just a seasonal thing. Yeah. But it was the paper mill across the river that the wind blew that way every day. So basically, 
that campus smelled all the time. But you know what's crazy is that, like, it smelled like semen. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I remember, get like, it was like, there's a semen tree? Yeah. And then why wouldn't you cut them down if, the, if it made the entire campus smell like semen? It was bad. Yeah. You had a rough... You had a rough... You went to Jacksonville State your freshman year. Jacksonville University. Jacksonville University. Yeah. You had a rough year. Very rough. Yeah, you were manhandled a little bit by your roommate. He was a... He was... Yeah. You know, what's funny about this, the beginning of this uh, podcast is now, like, this is the second time I will have been manhandled. <laughs> it's a bad trend to be starting. Yeah. However... <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. You know what that means? That's fine. What if that's your nickname, Manhandled Dan? Uh, that's not a good, it's a bad nickname. It's a bad nickname to put out there. Yeah, let's not start Manhandled Dan. Happening. That's not happening. That's yeah. really Hashtag Manhandled Dan. Yeah. Let me see what that says. Do you guys have sisters? We do not. I, would, I wouldn't have lasted a second in your household, and it's funny. Need the Kiss t-shirt. I love the Kiss t-shirt, too, yeah. We look alike because we're brothers. Somebody already used my Wolves Wolves comment. Hey, guys. Um, so... Tell, like, give me a good story about that freshman year. He was a drinker? Did he have, did he have guns in the room? Would he was a, oh, no. No, he was a big, he was a big drinker. Right. Um, he, he was probably like didn't six, you have three, like 270. Yeah, he was a big dude. I remember that from huge. dropping him off. Yeah. Didn't you have some sort of drug bust in your dorm? Right above me, yeah. The guys, these guys were like, well, it wasn't a drug bust. Back, Jacksonville was sort of a, there was a sort of, on the side of the river we were at, it was Opposite of, of the semen, semen. Opposite of the semen. Uh, factory. Semen factory. Mm -hmm. On the other side of the river, it was the city, and um, Make a couple sure of guys stay. came over. Like a couple of guys came over. Sorry, no, a couple of guys came over. There was these drug dealers, I guess, on the top floor. No, there were these guys who owed these drug dealers money. And these students who all these and these guys busted in the drug dealers did yeah or whoever they sent over to collect their money yeah um, however they busted into the the completely wrong room <laughs> as drug dealers do they tied up these dudes the wrong dudes held them at gunpoint yeah tied them up stripped them tied them up when they realized they were in the wrong room shoved them under their mattresses and they each under their mattress they were both naked tied up and they had been Punched. Beaten, yeah, beaten, and uh, somebody found him later. I have to tell you, when he put me, when he, when I get put under the mattress, I think I'm dying. Yeah, I think right, someone's putting like a, a gun. The sound. Yeah, yeah, that's a gang move. That, like that's how I remember. That's all I think about is a, so you, you get shot through the mattress. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm dying for sure. Yeah, I was actually away that weekend. I was at Nana Puppas. Would you, like, I I always try to think about how I would react in a situation like that. And I go back and forth between being the guy who's like, just fucking do it, man. Fucking kill me. Just fucking do it. I'm pretty sure you're not that guy. To the guy who's just like, don't hit me again. Don't hit me. <laughs> yeah. No, you don't. Yeah. Because I have a feeling if you have a, a gun, you know. No. You're getting knocked around with a gun and you're naked and you're tied up. And then someone's like, okay, put him under the mattress. You might start crying. Yeah. I, you know what's interesting is that like, you know what I've really tried to do? Because I, growing up, was a panicker. I panicked. Whether it's step, a bee stepping on a nail. Yes. But my instinct was to panic yeah. growing up. Yeah. And I have really, as soon as I had kids, I started working on that 
And I've really slowly pushed it out a little bit. Yeah. Even things like, and I was telling Jonathan this, like I started with things like, you know, when you're on the plane yeah. and um, people are getting up and all that stuff. And it's almost like this people standing up for nothing. I take a deep breath and I wait and I wait and I wait until there's like, this started small. I waited until there was like three rows in front of me and people started moving. And then I would casually take off my, but I always just tried to remember steady, but don't rush. Because when you rush, when your heart rate elevates and all that stuff and you start to panic a little bit, you make mistakes. So I, now I put myself in situations that would have normally given me a lot of fucking panic or angst. And I just go, I always just try to go slowly, but, but, efficiently through the process you know it's just like unforgiven remember unforgiven oh it's one of my favorite movies me too yeah okay but clint was like it's not the fastest right remember the guys in the bar he was like most people panic yeah you just gotta stay steady and that's what i've really decided to do like i i really have attempted because the last thing i wanted to do guys for those of you who don't know when i was a kid a bee didn't even sting me it just flew into my neck and I, I flew into some sort of crazy panic and sprinted into a sliding glass door. Yes. Is that close to right? That's pretty close to right. Yeah. yeah. I think you made a lap around the house first. I didn't make a lap around the fucking house. It makes a better story. <laughs> but I didn't. I, I think it's bad enough that I basically, st- I, st- I made a beeline, no pun intended, straight for the, because I saw you guys, I was outside. My dad was making me finish the lawn before I ate. Right. And you guys were, we were eating. eating. You yeah. were eating. And there was a sliding glass door where you could see the living room. And right off the porch, and I, the bee stung me, and I could see you guys eating, and I was like, ah, and I used to jazz hand it. You were in the movie theater with me when we were seeing that movie, what was it called, The Strangers? And I screamed, like, screamed a, like, like a bitch. Yeah. It was embarrassing. You haven't seen a horror movie with me since. I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> it was way louder than everybody else. You, t- I remember you telling me afterwards, you're like, that was embarrassing, by the way. That was just that, just that moment, but that was a tough one. Did, were you the one who also knocked the popcorn out of my hands? Actually, what happened was <laughs> you kept on, because I had a, a Coke in one hand and a popcorn in the other, and right. you had a free hand, and you kept on taking some of my popcorn and throwing it at my face. Yeah, that's right. And so I said, <laughs> if you do that again, I'm going to pour this popcorn on your head. Oh, yeah. And so <laughs> you did it because mm-hmm. you had to. Yep. And then I had to. Mm-hmm. So I took my popcorn. That's right. You and dumped I poured, it on my face. I dumped it on your face. And then I knocked your popcorn out of your hand. Yeah, because if, if you weren't going to have popcorn, nobody was. Nobody was. And then there was a... It was, and they were the two large buckets. Yep. And so... There were two big things of popcorn on the floor. <laughs> yeah. For, some, know, for somebody else to clean up, which I, is not a good thing. I have to tell you, I think growing up as the youngest, uh, it's only my perspective, was the best. If, being the youngest, I think, is the best slot in a big family. Probably is. For a couple of reasons. Yeah. You really get... Like, I was protected a little bit. Adam didn't want to see you and Jonathan hit Amy. No. You generally hit, if you were going, you were not much of a torturer, but if you were going to, you took it out on Jonathan. Right. But really not that much. Not that much. But by the time, and Jonathan only hit me, like, well, he hit me a couple times. He did not like being scared. I remember scaring him once around a corner, and I started to laugh, and he punched me. 
so hard right in the chest. The chest punch is like it's the worst. And he reared back and was like, boom. And I was like, oh, yeah. You didn't even get to enjoy the moment. No. And he told me very specifically, I don't like being scared. And I was like, that's clear. Right. But you're. I don't like being punched in the chest. No, that we're going to make that. Your, yeah. You and your friends were more entertaining. I saw you come home drunk once. Yeah. And I saw your friend Scott Paul take a tumble down our stairs. He oh, hit yeah. his head. We used to have this little overhang. Were you the one who burnt his hand, your hands on the pole? On the pipe, yeah. We, in our basement, <laughs> the one thing I remember doing that was pretty stupid is our basement is clearly a basement, so it's pitch black. And yeah. we played tag down there. We played football. Slow motion football. Yeah. Which, what we called it slow-mo football. It was not too slow-mo. It ended up being fast-mo. It started off slow-mo, but then when you like came in contact with someone and you felt the need to like you threw them to the cement floor yeah you need to throw them yeah and there were like cement poles who hit their head adam did adam fucking you know what else i remember about adam this is the one time i thought adam was gonna kill me i was fucking around and i wanted to scare him and i threw a pencil and it went and it stuck in his cheek and i was like oh fuck i wish i had seen that and he turned and looked at me and there was a pencil sticking out the side of his face and i was like i'm going to as I was, I leaped over the couch, screaming mom, because yeah. I knew that yeah, was, yeah, yeah, that's it. I needed mom. That's the go-to. Yeah. Yeah. As I was, I was like, mom, 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 because I knew if anything was going to at least save me for the moment. Yeah. It was going to be mom. Yeah. Oh, I barely made it up those stairs. Because he was like, I think he was stunned for a second. Sure. Anyone would be. Yeah. Because you don't expect someone to stick a pencil in your face. Yeah. In my defense, I didn't think it would stick in his face. Yeah, that's a tough one. Do you remember? It had to be a sharp pencil. Oh, dude. Do you remember throwing darts at each other and you taking the tips off of it and scaring the fuck out of everybody? Yeah. I used to play a game with my buddies. I used to go to these kids' houses when we were like sixth grade or something, and we turn out all the lights, and like the rest of us would hide. And it would, you could get that, this room really dark. Yeah. And then one guy would come in, and he had three darts. Mm-mm. And he would just, just <laughs> throw throw him yeah. anywhere, anywhere. You did could anyone get, get hit? Oh yeah, I never did. But a couple of times you, heard, I heard this, funk, like right next to me, and you just have to be quiet because if you made a noise, then you know that he knew he was close, and he'd probably throw it close to that again. I think my rule. A couple of guys were just like you. Just hear a scream, and that's when it would, you know, either it was three darts and out, or less than three darts because somebody got hit with a dart. But. That, by the way, is the stupidest game I've ever heard of in my life. It's really the singular. Looking back on it, but at the time, it, it seemed pretty fun. But didn't, I would have just laid on the ground. Well, yeah, I mean, the room was like, it wasn't like this room. It was just sort of open. It was like a cluttered room. So there were like lots of places to like, lay on the ground. hide. Yeah, you'd, lay, you'd stay low. You, you wouldn't be standing. You'd never stand. You know, um, we used to, me and, and uh, Gary Miles uh, and a couple other people, we used to throw rocks at each other. It was rock tag, right? That's pretty dumb, too. Well, you had three steps, like dodgeball. You had three steps, and then you, could, you couldn't take more than three steps and throw the rock because that was cheating. Sure. But, hey, we're podcasting. I can see that. Why oh. else would you have microphones out? Hi, Jacob Wolf. Hi, Taylor. How are you? Nice, nice t-shirt. Yeah. You want to come over and say hello to everybody? Say hi. 
Yep. You have a walk around this way. You can come around this way. <gasps> don't, don't do it. You gotta move that. Thank you. Thank you. See, see him? What's up, everybody? That's Jacob. Hi. That's Taylor. Hi, Rocky. And that's Rocky. Um, all right. Yeah, well, it's all for fun. Um, yeah, the rocks were. But you know what? Like, okay, so you have a daughter. Yeah. Your daughter is how old? Almost three. Okay. You know how. And we left the house and got on a bike without a helmet and without a cell phone. Yeah. Right? We were gone for the day. Day. And if, you're, if mom and dad had said, I don't think that's safe, you'd have been like, what are you fucking talking about? Right. Okay. Now, I, I, I tried, as hard as it is, like I fought the fear, I would let, I didn't fight it as much with Caitlin just because I, maybe it's a double standard about girls, but I was more careful. Just, I didn't want her. Yeah. Yeah. But with Jakey, I gave him a little bit of the freedom, even though it was scary. Like, I let him get on the bike and drive down the park and shit. Right. Um, I think that the, the lack of that, letting them be alone and do their own thing, sometimes can be used crippling a little bit for them. They're, as far as their, but how do you, like, you're going to be, that's, that's 10 years from now. Yes. So it's even going to be more heightened. Like, I don't think there are more pedophiles now. I just think we know where they are. Do you know, have you ever heard Doug Stanhope's joke? Yeah. Nobody wants to fuck your fat little kid. Right. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like. Yeah. And it makes me laugh because he's in a way. He, look, obviously, they're pedophiles and they're bad people. But in a way, he's right. Like, we've made this big. Yeah. Okay. Where do you think you'll walk the line as far as obviously you want to be protective and you don't want to be negligent, but you also want them to like, do you, have you thought about that? Where you'll draw, where you'll walk the line in terms of her freedom, letting her go do stuff. Yeah. And what age and all that stuff. Oh, I haven't given that too much thought yet. I mean, but man, you know, I mean, I don't know what kind of kid she's going to be like. I don't know, you know. You know, Jacob's a pretty trustworthy guy. Yeah. Will you crack that door for him? You see him? My, he just, Rocky just ran his head into the door trying to open it. No, I didn't talk about you. I was talking about Rocky. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We were. Mind your business. You watch yourself. Huh? Okay. Good talk. Okay. Fair enough. Um,. I don't know. I, I don't know what she's gonna be like. So it's hard How for me to answer that? that question. You know what's funny is that they're all three of my kids are different than I thought they would be. I I, I feel that's gonna be the case with her. All three of them. If you had told me, all right, predict when they were six or seven, what this child is gonna be like. Yeah. And then predict again when they're thirteen or fourteen. By the way. Right. All and then how they turned out, all three would be different. Right. It's so bizarre. Um, it's so bizarre now that I think about that, because it, you really have no idea. I have no idea what she's gonna be like. Do you know why you like? Because you know how you have no idea how she's gonna interpret the information that's given to her, not just by you, but by the people in her life. Yep. 
I don't know who's going to come into her life and have like a major influence yeah, on her life. Yeah, it's a huge thing. I have no idea. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you know, Halisi, my wife, uh, she, you know, she, she, her and I probably would have a different way of like trying to c- control that situation mm-hmm. maybe, but I don't, I think. By the way, he, that's good. Yeah, that is good. That's good. And I think, but I think that uh, neither of us, or both of us, would admit right now that we wouldn't have no any idea what what yeah, Zoe's going to be like. Yeah, at all. it's so bizarre. Yeah. Did you did you when you were growing up, have you found yourself doing something that you swore as a kid when I'm a parent I'm never going to do that? I caught myself. I've caught myself over the years a bunch of times. Saying, well, I'm never going to fucking do that. And then I did it. And I was like, holy shit. I did the same thing dad did that I said I would never do. Right. Well, sometimes I feel like I wonder. Hold on. The video keeps skipping. Kind of like your daughter with the scream mask. Yeah. Josh, you never have struck me as the type who was afraid of bees. Oh, I was. Um, go ahead. Everyone's sort of still afraid of bees, aren't they? Like if a couple of angry bees came at you, it wasn't like the majority of people would, you know, run the other way as I'm, best you could. I'm going to tell you, as a, when it used to be the panic mode, I now take my hat off and fight. I've decided like that. Right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I but I don't it. do that. It's not the wild. Oh, it's not. No, 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 no. I'm in it. I stand my ground. I've, I, I really am telling you, I tried when I after having kids. The last thing I wanted was to, them to see me jazz handed and right. run into a fucking go sliding glass door. Now, one thing I talked to Halisi about is I, 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 you know, if Zoe, because right now she seems like she's going to really enjoy roller coasters. You can never tell. Yeah. You can but, never tell. But, but if that is the case, I hope that I'm not the one that has to go on those. You don't like roller coasters. I don't like roller coasters. Me neither. I don't, I don't spend any time at Six Flags. No, I'm not a roller coaster guy at all. No. And that's not a thing. People have asked me, do you want to get over that? No. No. That's not something like, at my age, I don't need to conquer the fear of roller coasters. That's no. not, that's I, not functional. It's I, not a functional skill. No. I see those commercials for like Six Flags on TV and uh, I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm, no. That doesn't, I'm not going to do that. Well, I'll tell you something. Like, I, I also think as you get older, your equilibrium changes. Like, I never used to get seasick. But now I get on a, on, a, on a boat in the ocean and I get seasick. Well, look, I just don't want to be the dad who, like, when the ride ends, when Zoe's getting off, she has to, like, wake me up because I passed out. Oh, I'd pay good money to see that. <laughs> oh, my God. That's that what I tell Halisi. I was like, look, there's a good chance I'll pass out on a roller coaster. Pass out? Not throw up? Maybe both. That would be great. I can't predict anything. Oh, I wish. You know how they have the cameras on the roller coasters? Yeah. If you passed out and as you were passed out, there was just vomit leaking out of your mouth, that would be, I would watch well, that video 500 times. Right. But this gets back to you not wanting to panic in front of your kids. Yes. I don't want to be put in a situation yeah, no where doubt. I get like, you know, one of those, you get launched into the air 200 feet Mm-mm. and then you have to come back down again. I heard there was one that you, they buckle in your feet and you do it upside down. Yeah, I don't know why you need it's just like that's extreme. It's just like when I see people who are in extreme good shape. I'm like, are you if it's not functional, like what 
I don't need to be in that good of shape. No. I just need to be healthy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't need any of that. No. So did you find yourself with, have you found yourself doing anything or can you think of anything that mom and dad did or didn't do that you knew you were going to do or you were not going to do? As a parent? Yeah. And do you look at mom and dad differently now that you're a parent? Well, I can answer that. I look at them differently now that I am a parent because, and, and the most important way that I look at them differently is that until you're a parent, you can't understand how your parents feel about you. And I'm assuming, you know. You know they don't feel that way about you. They told me about that. Yeah, well. I'll just I'll just dream. <laughs> um, no, but you know, like you know, my love for my daughter far exceeds anything that I crazy, could right? ever imagined. It's crazy. It's crazy. So that feeling to think that somebody might actually have those feelings for me, I, just, I never had that. I, I, I never would have been able to understand that. I do want you to know that the intensity of that feeling does wear off with time. Uh, probably. And not probably. Like the, and it probably wears off if you have, uh, we're only going to have one kid, so yeah. it probably wears off if you have more than one kid. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah absolutely. And I'll tell you something, like it wears off as they get older, you're like, mm, it's, they're not as cute. Right. Do you know what I mean? There's not as much love and, and hugging. Like It's like, you, you love them. But that intense, like, oh, I can't wait to get home and see that kid. Well, she's, yeah, well, she's got me wrapped around her finger right now. It's very evident. But yeah. that's not bad. No. Do, do you know what I learned? You know what having kids taught me about mom and dad? That I can, I, I, I look back at decisions they made with all of us. And I, I no longer, you know, I remember before I had kids, I, I would maybe gripe a little bit about how they parented or... But until you have kids, you don't realize that nobody knows what they're doing. Exactly. It's all educated guess. Yep. And you're going to make a decision that you think is right for your kid based on a book or what you think is right that just for your child is not the right decision. And you'll never know. By the way, some of it you'll never even know that that was the wrong decision. It'll no, just, exactly. Right. It'll manifest itself in another way. Down the line. And I'll tell you something else. So I, I, I really, that was a huge weight for me where I was like, oh, they're, they were just people doing the best that they could. Right. That was a huge moment for me where I was like, you know, it took, not, didn't take some of the shine off of them. It actually enhanced it where I was like, oh, these people had four boys. Yeah. No money. Nope. No money. Nope. Well, I mean, we didn't have a car until I was 15. That's not true. That Accord, we, we went without a car the first couple of years of Berkshire Terrace. Yeah, but we had a car. We borrowed we, our neighbor's car. Well, yeah, but we had a car up until I was 16. Yes. And then the, my first night out with, with my license with all my buddies, the car broke down. And it was like, what I don't know, you know, I, I, I don't really know much about cars. I know that. But when that night, when that car broke down, that's when mom and dad were like, I don't really think we even need a car. We can just take the bus and we'll borrow a car if we have to go shopping or something. Well, and you I was know like, I just got my license. I'm in high school. <laughs> but you know that they were in debt to our relatives. Yes. So we, they did not have a ton of dough. No, I know. But they, you know, we had like, remember that station wagon? We had a, 
Oh, we had a few station wagons. Oh, yeah. They were all colored brown, I think. If that I was Dad's that. move. And that's like, yeah. remember when Dad bought those couches? They were like... He designed those couches. They were like a scratchy corduroy. Yeah. In a, in a crazy brown. I remember going with him, because I remember this was... Mom was like, do you want me to come with you to help pick out the fabric? And he's like, no, nah, I got it. And I remember her saying, are you sure? That was her way of saying, I know you're going to get this wrong. Yeah. And he was like, no, 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 I got it. I got it. And we went and, and he was going, leafing through the fabric thing. Oh, my God. And he was like, this one. And he was like, you like this one to me? And I was like, mm. You're like. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it not was, so much. Do you remember putting your face on that? It no. was the. And not only that, the actual couch itself, that wooden was the single most uncomfortable couch. He was pretty excited because he designed those. I'm, I'm pretty sure that was the kind you he could, did you design off the back. Right? Yes, yeah. but the problem was the back set up completely straight. Yeah. So it was straight with like a uh, like a scratchy corduroy. Yeah. For some odd reason, I remember it when we first got it. He had to get him adjusted. Maybe I'd get him adjusted. But like, if you sat back, it didn't for the normal person where the where the cushion ended, where the cushion ended. <laughs> wasn't like you couldn't just bend your legs no so your legs sort of stuck straight out yeah because they were too long right so you couldn't sit back and put your feet on the ground yeah it wasn't a good he didn't home home improvements like design not no, his thing no, but he did thing. learn how you know he really because he can fix it now but he's a self-taught dude yeah you remember when he drilled a hole in his leg right yeah i was there yeah do you, you remember the possum it was in adam's room remember the possum i do that you and I, that was another thing where you and I were like, ah, yeah, scared the shit out of us. And dad just took a shovel, bonked it on the head and then shoveled it outside. Do you, how, re, do you remember? Yeah. Do you remember also like he, cause we were fixing the dining room floor. So there was plastic, but there was a hole in the floor. So things could come up. There was plastic stopping him from coming to the rest of the house. But he walked in the door, walked past where the possum was, walked through the plastic and me, you and mom were in the living room. And we were like, did you see the possum? And he's like, my possum. I'm like, right. Did you hang up your coat? And he was like, yeah. I'm like, it's right underneath there. Yeah. So he went back. He was like, oh, yeah. He walked right past the possum that was going like this. Yeah. Grabbed a shovel out of the garage, bonked it on the head, stunned it, shoveled it, threw it outside, shut the door, and then came back in. That's what he did? Dude, I will tell you something. I've never met anyone quite as unflappable as that. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree. He's a pretty tough guy. Oh. Dude, he's... You talking about pain threshold? Yeah. All right. I would put him, of people I know, at the very top of the list. You know, nobody walks around with a broken kneecap for 20 years. Right. Which he did. Yep. By the way, playing tennis, playing squash, playing racquetball, working out. Yeah. Broken kneecap for 20 years. Yeah. He limped a little bit. Yeah. Do you remember getting that phone call? I remember the phone uh, call. Hey, I found out what was wrong with my knee. What? Yeah. Was I got a broken kneecap? Right. What? And mom was on the, other, on, the, on the other end, too. She was like, it's been broken for 20 years, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> you know my favorite thing to do when, when we call them is to hear them talk to each other when I'm on the phone oh, with yeah. them. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it literally, the conversation between the two of them can go on for minutes. Yeah. What's better is, because we FaceTime a lot because of yeah. Zoe, is when they're like sitting on the couch together. Yeah. And you get in the FaceTime, you'll get the the lower left hand corner and the lower right hand corner of their foreheads. Yeah. And they're just talking to you. And I, you know, maybe once in the conversation, I'll be like, uh, "Hey, 
you, I can't see you guys, but it, then it just sort of starts to drop or whatever, and I never say anything. So I literally have conversations with them on FaceTime uh, just looking at their foreheads. The first FaceTime conversation I had with mom was black, pitch black, because she had the phone up to her ear. Yeah, she kept I, on doing that. She goes like that. Yeah, I go, mom, it's FaceTime. She's yeah. like, you can't hear me? And I go, no, I can hear you. She's like, okay. I can't see you. Yeah, or yeah. why don't we just call each other on the phone if this is what we're going to do? Right. Which one of us do you think is most like dad? Ooh. Which one of us do you think is Jonathan? Le- most like dad. Yes. Which one of us? But is sometimes I feel like I could be. Well, the way you're fucking holding that microphone, that it, definitely reminds me of dad. You hold it the same way. Well, now, but you were like, you do this a lot. You're dancing around it. Yeah. Um, but dad did the opposite. He did this like he was blessing somebody. Oh, um, that's funny. Which one of us do you think is the least like that? Adam. Whoa, really? Yeah. Wow, why? Uh, uh, um, I don't know. He just doesn't seem to be at all like dad, to be honest with you. So you think he's most like mom? I think he's most like Adam. Yeah, I agree with that. I I think you're most like mom. Hmm. I mean, don't take that the wrong way. Right. Same body. But <laughs> no, I do. I think you're most like mom. Well, I don't know. Uh, do you, did in your mind, right? Yeah. Which one of us ended up closest to what you thought they were going to be? Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, well, I'll be honest with you. I never really, when I was growing up, had like thoughts about, I wonder what Josh is going to be like when I he did. grows up. I thought about what we all, I always, I always thought about what we all would end up. And I'll tell you something. You early on was completely opposite of what I thought you would be. Yeah, me too. I mean, complete. Like, I remember talking to Jonathan like, this is not at all what I thought Danny would be. You talking about when I lived in Boston? No, here. Oh, here. I was like, this is not at all what I thought Danny would be. Yeah. Like that, I remember I was like, that, this is like a, it threw me for a loop-de-loop. Adam, oddly enough, was exactly what I thought he was going to be and then became something I never thought he would be. Adam was exactly what I thought he was going to be. Adam, Adam, our oldest brother was a very successful television syndicator. He sold syndicated shows for a company called Saban. He was very, uh, very, very successful. Yeah. yeah, he did well. And I was like, this dude, and by the way, you know, I, he also, Adam, I, you know, I, I kept him from getting thrown out of his apartment once in New York. Like, he was always a very stubborn. Yeah. Yeah, and that was a skill set, like kind of working with people and and a little bit of give and take was not his strength. Yeah. Well, if he, I think if he, he could be that way, but if you if he if you pissed him off, oh, a little, temper. you pissed him off a lot. Yeah. And so then then all that was out the window. I remember going downstairs to his, I think he had to be Middle Eastern apartment manager at the time and just smoothing it over like you know let's not throw him out let's not throw him out we're gonna throw him out let's not throw him out let's not throw him out um but i I remember adam was exactly but you went through about like you um, 
tell me if you don't want to talk about this, but you yeah. went through like there was a period where you were a little depressed. Yeah, yeah. How many years was that? Um, how many years was I aware of it, or how many years looking back on it was Both. I? I guess I was aware of it for three years. Mm -hmm. I'd say. But three to three years. It's a slow decline, right? Yeah, I could say I probably was actually depressed, but just sort of living and existing and not knowing it. Uh, but but I say that I guess in the sense that like I'm not like walking around like oh right. life sucks like Eeyore right. Um, I could, you know. But how? So ten, ten, ten years, maybe, maybe longer. But what? Why? Like, what? If you're, how do you know you were depressed if you weren't walking around like Eeyore, just the way you were living your life? I have perspective. Well, perspective. I mean, hindsight. Right. I mean, but what? What? What makes that five years prior when you weren't, when you weren't aware of it? Looking back, what makes you think you were depressed at the time? Like, what are the signs? Well, just how I was living my life when I was living in Boston. I mean, I feel like I had, I mean, I had a good time. I had yeah. friends. I was, I was doing stuff, but I was never really doing what I wanted, which is why I was, I jumped around a lot there. Like I, I lived in a ton of different places and I worked at a bunch of different places. And finally, like I was just, I was, and then I was working at, at Amer American Express like in their tax reporting department and I had no idea what I was doing. I was literally like bullshitting my way through and math is not my strong point. I, I know that. Yeah. And I, you know, I finally, I was just like, I gotta, I, I gotta, I gotta get out of here. I, I can't do this any longer. Mm -hmm. um, and that's when I went back to grad school and that was, I went back to grad school, not actually to go to grad school. I went back to grad school just because I needed to get out and not mm -hmm. have a job and literally press the reset button. And, and, uh, but that didn't, that didn't work. Well, it did for a little bit because it got me out of, um, it got me out of just working, like doing jobs that like, and living a life that like I just had no business doing and, and going and wearing suits every day and all this. You stuff. had a great flock of seagulls haircut. I did. <laughs> <laughs> You really did. You had some good flock of seagulls haircut. That yeah. was a good one. And I wasn't really into that band, to be honest with you. No, but you were into the hair. I was. It was a good one. Uh huh. But it so was sort of equal to the mullet. Oh, I had a mullet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, why? When you came out here. Yeah. Why did you get into acting? Well, I had always wanted to come out here. Right. And, and 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 I went to Emerson College. I tried to. I started. Did you see a mountain lion when you were at, at the at Oakwood Apartments? You saw. I know. What, I, I didn't. I didn't see it. I heard it. I feel like I heard it, and I saw a shadow of it, while I was knocking on my <laughs> friend's door, but I didn't want to yell. Yeah. So I was like, "That's a mountain lion. Let me in. <laughs> Let me in." Yeah, they had them. And I heard her saying, "I'm in the bathroom. I can't. I can't come out right now." I'm like. You got to come out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got to let me in. There is, there are mountain lions, and probably once or twice a year, on certain paths in the mountains, you hear about somebody getting attacked by a mountain lion. Oh, they're still here, and they're very rural. Yeah. All right. Around. So why acting? So oh, why acting? So I came out. 
And I went to Emerson because I didn't have any money. So I, I went to Emerson College because they had a campus out here. Mm -hmm. And um, I came out here. I finished getting my master's degree. I had this job as a PA. And then I realized that I was just about to get a job at a company again. Mm -hmm. And you were like, I don't want to do that. I was like, I, I, I stopped myself from doing it. And I didn't do, I didn't act, I didn't get into acting because acting seemed like so much fun. Mm -hmm. But the lifestyle at the time seemed fun. It me. was. And so I, uh, I just started doing it. And then I actually sort of liked it. I liked being in acting class. You know, I liked waiting tables. I liked doing all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I actually liked the lifestyle. I liked the process of it. And it was the first time, really, that I had ever, like, been doing stuff that I liked. So when did the depression start? I think it sort of started to come back more when um, that lifestyle started, <laughs> started to wear on me. Yeah. Because I, I started to hate the process of acting, which was, for the most part, not really a lot of days not really doing anything. Yeah. And I can remember you saying to me once a long, a long time ago, you know, do one thing a day for your career. Mm -hmm. Three things. That was my rule. You did three. Okay. It was yeah. three things. Yeah. Do three things a day. And I was like, yeah, it's a great idea, but I couldn't even do three things a day. I started off doing it and then I couldn't do it because I was, I would just like, you know, I'd go out at night. Mm -hmm. um, By the way, it's because we were able to go out at night a lot then. Yep. It's a good rule for everybody, by the way. Like, I, I still do it. I make sure every day, whether it's a phone call, an email, some days are bigger, some days are smaller, but I still do three things every day for my career. Yeah, that's a great idea. And, but I couldn't even do that. And so I started to hate the process, and the process for me was nothing. The process mm -hmm. was just waiting tables because I wasn't really auditioning hardly at all, not theatrically, just commercially. And so nothing was really like you know going down and i think that sort of sent me down a little bit of a spiral yeah you got dark there for you know if you, i look back on pictures at the time i can tell by the picture i'm like oh he wasn't in good shape here you had the dark circles under your eyes yeah I had dark circles under my eyes and uh yeah that was a that was a that was a tough time that was a tough time i was actually at one point uh i was put on medication but i didn't tell anybody mm -hmm. but it what didn't agree with me, and it just sent me into. I was like in a daze all the time, walking around. I'd be driving, and then I'd sort of like come to again, and I'd and I'd be like a quarter mile down the road. That's not, safe. Not I know. Not remembering the previous, you know, two minutes I'd been on the road, and it, I was just in and out all day. So finally, I went back to at the time who was my therapist, and I said. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. I can't, I can't be on medication. And I said, if my, I said, I told her, I said, if my brain got me into this, then my brain will get me out of this. And so what was the, what were the steps for you to get out of it? Um, this, it's funny. You told me were to really just sort of focus on like, but you made your bed every day. Yes. I started, well, that became a making sure everything around me was clean and organized and making sure I went to the gym every day was a way to 
sort of like be able to uh, control things that I could control. Because if you're depressed and you come home to like a rundown apartment and then you don't take care of yourself physically, you're not helping yourself out. Dude, that's, I have to tell you, when people used to ask me when I lived in the luxury apartments on zero money with those three kids, yeah. why do you go to the gym every day? Right. And I said, because it's the one thing I can control in my life. Right. And it was super important for me to at least for a little bit during the day to have a tiny bit of control. Yeah. Because the rest of my life was spiraling. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so you can control that. And then to come home to, to like, you know, I started, I started making my bed. I'm not even sure why. I guess I just started doing it because I, I hated to come home to like, you know, just a dirty apartment. Mm -hmm. So I started to make sure that my apartment was clean and that I was working out and then I was eating okay. During that time, yeah, when you knew you were depressed, yeah, so you were actively every morning. When you do that, were you like, "I'm gonna try to make myself better today"? Was that one of the like? Do you know what I mean? Like, because you said my brain will get me out of it. That means that you had to actively every day give yourself pep talks and shit. Yeah, like I can do this. I'm okay. right. Well, I never really gave myself pep talks. I just basically like, you know, I just focused on. Uh, you know what what needed to happen in uh, pretty much a moment to moment basis um to make myself feel better like so i was just like i literally was like i mean if you always hear people saying living in the moment yeah like i was living in the moment like i like i wasn't doing anything and at the time my therapist had told me that she she wouldn't allow me to go get a job right so I couldn't, I, I couldn't work. So while I was, while I was going through a certain part of it for about a year, I didn't, I didn't work. You know, when I, in looking back at it, and the reason I asked, if I, I look back on my life and I think there have been a couple of times where I've been a little bit, and I don't know if yeah. clinically depressed, but in the fucking muck. Right. But I go about it different. Like I, when I was in the apartment, Hollywood, the luxury apartments. Yeah. I chose not to focus besides those three things not to focus on myself really at all it was complete avoidance right, right. um but i, I there uh, looking back on it like those the luxury apartments was a tough i was not mentally in great shape because i really thought i'm going to live like this forever right yeah going over there like there were times like going over there where you you would sort of walk into that apartment and you could just feel anger. Oh, it was coming from me. I know. Yeah. I, I and you know what? And I will tell you. And I I made peace with myself with this a long time ago. When I was there, I was like, "Where is everybody? I'm fucking here by myself all the time." But as I looked back on it, I was like, "I don't. I wouldn't have wanted to go over there either." It yeah. was a because. I do remember I did a lot of complaining because, because I didn't know what else. I didn't know there was no other emotion for me to feel. I was mad and I was just like, how the fuck am I? I'm literally going to be in a one room with three kids for the rest of my fucking life. Well, it's, it's funny you bring that up because I can distinctly remember thinking that and one of my regrets in life is that I didn't come over more. Yeah. 
but I also, when I look back on it, I feel like I, it, for, for you and I at that time, that I was literally just, that was when I was just sort of embracing the actor lifestyle. Yes. So I was getting out of a situation that I had not been happy with for a long time. And so I wanted to really like soak it all in. And to go over there didn't represent, didn't represent oh, no. that to That was me. a big downer. Right. So at the time, I didn't, I wasn't thinking, I wasn't, it wasn't about regret. I was, I was like, I should go over there. But when I look back on it, and we've all sort of passed all that, those moments, that's actually a regret for me, that I wish I didn't, I wish I had gone over there more. I wish I had done that more, but, you know. Yeah, no, I, and I'll tell you, for me, like, I, it, much the same way, I held on to a little bit of resentment because I was like, there were times when I was like, I was deep in it. Yeah. And I was like, where the fuck is everybody? Yep. And, and that's rightfully so. No, because at the time, I also didn't make it like a welcoming, well, not welcoming. It was just not a great place to be. It wasn't, and I know it wasn't a great place to be, but, but it was, a. Uh, yeah, was, but you were surviving, dude. Like, yes. so you were, yes. so you didn't have time to like, nor should you have had to make it a welcoming, a welcoming environment. The, the learning experience from those times for me was that, uh, you know, my, my immediate family, my three brothers and my parents are at the top of my list at, you know, 24 seven all the time. Mm -hmm. Whereas during the, those first few years when I was out here, what was at the top of my list was, was going out. Yeah. Do you know what was at the top of my list? That was at the top of my list too, but it just never, right. I never made it to the top of my list. Right. <laughs> yeah. I do remember though, the nights that I, I did get out, I went a little overboard. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> there were times. You were a professional. Oh, there were times where we would go out, and this was, and what, what am I allowed to say? Yeah, you, I mean. There, there were times when we went out. When we were younger, we may have done some ecstasy. Yeah. I never knew what it was like just to take one hit. No. That was not my go-to. Yeah. But there were times I remember where I was like, I'm taking my last hit probably with Jonathan. Right. At around 4.30 or 5 in the morning. Yeah. And saying to him, hey, we got to coach a baseball game tomorrow at 8 a.m. Right. And just like we would, I'd come and I'd wake up my Russian babysitter and it was like 7.30 and we'd walk in. We'd walk down to that Poinsettia Park. Yeah. And we'd fucking stand out in the heat and coach a baseball game. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Just with that disgusting like clammy sweat on yeah. your face and <laughs> yeah we must have looked horrible that was awful we must have looked so bad that was awful yeah yeah we we um that was an interesting time it was really it was really like i will tell and i've said this before as shitty as it was to go through it i'm glad i did so am i yeah i'm perfect i i I'm really glad I went through it because, uh, but you, know, you come out stronger, right? Come out. Yeah. You, you always come out stronger if you pay attention to these things that are going on in your life. You know, what's funny is that like there was a time where we were all a little worried about you. Sure. And, um, I was like, how, and this is a great, you know, one of the themes of my podcast is, you know, persevering and, yep. but I was like, how is this dude 
he's not 24. How is he going to start a career right now? And not only have you started one, but you've thrived. And you, like, are very successful at your job. In a, in a, in a, in a, in a place, in a job where, you know, youth and all that other shit, they may look towards. And you've not only survived, but thrived. Yeah, I don't consider myself very successful at it. I can, but what you but just said. What do you said, consider success? That is a thing. Are you happy? That's what I consider success. All right, you're yeah. happy. You're healthy. Yeah. You you have a beautiful daughter. Yeah. Um, you have a, a lovely wife. You are living yeah. a successful life. Yeah. No, that's what I tell. That's what I I tell people. If, if you can actually, uh, you know, get up in the morning and go do something that you love to do, then you've you've succeeded. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you know what's funny is I I wish when you were born, there was an envelope, and that envelope. If you cracked it, you had to do what it said inside. But that envelope tells you what you are best at. Right? Yeah. So if somebody cracked it and said, your best skill is that you're a great janitor, you had to do it. If you had that envelope, yeah. would you crack it? No. You wouldn't? No. You wouldn't want to know what you were best at? Sure I would. But you wouldn't want to be stuck to doing that. Even if being best at it, because I'm assuming if you're really good at something, you're happy. I've thought about that before because... I'd crack it after I retired. No, because you have to do it once you retire. You know what I think my... I oh, have, whenever you open it, you have to do it? Yeah. Oh. Do you know what I think mine would be? Yeah. I don't think it would be stand-up. I think I would end up coaching 12-year-old baseball teams. I loved doing that. I think almost more than anything. Yeah, that was the best. Coaching little league was the best. I really, you I know, was going to say teaching, and I, it's, I, in, that it's in that ballpark. But I yeah. love it. There's something I love about, and teaching is the same thing. There's something I love about. It. It's one of the things I loved the most about being a parent. Is seeing something that you set up years before start to take hold. Yeah, where you're like, oh, they w- were listening. Right. Right. Or, or even if they weren't listening, it sunk in. Yeah. It's a fucking great feeling. Yeah. I have a, like what I'm learning about, and Zoe's pretty young, but I can see her just from um, the new words she comes up with, the new sentence she comes up with. Mm-hmm. I, I, like, has she said I, fuck yet? She has. <laughs> <laughs> but who do you blame? Is that you or Halisi? That's Halisi. Okay. And, 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 and she takes credit for it. <laughs> You know, by, by the way, I, I, something I haven't asked you ever, and I'm curious about. Oh, shit, okay. So you married a black woman. Yes. What? Yeah. <laughs> I did what? I did what? Um, I got to make, make a phone call. Uh, has that changed the way you see or perceive the black community? Or when you, like, if... Would your thoughts or perception on something like Black Lives Matter be any different if you had never married? Not different, like you weren't like a racist, but did it open your eyes to things that you that you hadn't seen before? For example, I know that Jonathan, and Jonathan also married a black woman, he'll tell you like going out sometimes, sometimes he hears shit from white women and sometimes she's hears, Charette hears shit from black dudes. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, 
Has any of that stuff happened with you, Harlisi, or has it changed your perception or, or, or on anything at all? Halisi has changed, uh, gives me perspective um, at times where where I might have just skated over something because mm -hmm. I wouldn't because it's not it doesn't affect me on a day to day basis. Like what? Um, like for instance, Halisi's perspective on Black Lives. I think her perspective. I'm putting this out here right now on Black Lives Matter is that. For the for the for the people who truly for for the black people who uh, embrace Black Lives Matter, they're basically saying all lives matter, mm -hmm. but they're having to say it as Black Lives Matter. Right. So I had never ha heard it put that way, and I don't know if I w wasn't married to a black woman w that I would have heard it put that way. Um, she, I was in a store with her once. We were in a beauty supply store, and I literally saw. Uh, the owner watching her wherever she went to make sure that she didn't steal anything. Um, did you steal something and walk out? I did because it was the perfect opportunity. Because <laughs> they weren't looking at you. Right, exactly. <laughs> I even said to him, she looks suspicious. Yeah. I'm out of here. She's black. Yeah. She, uh, I would, I, I'd lock down the store right now. You know, um, after I leave. You know, one of the most interesting perspectives is I grew in, in high school, the majority of my high school, my, all, most of my friends were black. Alan Jackson, Odeo Fry, right? And um, I remember Alan Jackson said to me once, we were talking, and I said something about being black, and he goes, you know what, man? You know what you'll never know? Really? He said, in something that it's, it's hard to understand unless it happens to you every day, being the only one of you in a room. Right. He said, you'll never know what that's like to constantly walk in and be the only one of you. And he said, and, and, and as that stuck with me, because in, when I was in situations or I've gone and seen some concerts where you're the only white guy, right. you're like, oh, fuck, this is like, um, it, it's a completely different perspective yeah. entirely on how I would walk around this earth. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I'll tell you something else. It would change my who am I. I, I'll tell you how it would change my who am I, and I've thought about this a lot. I would become, I would puff my chest a little more. You know, like, um, um, because I would want to be like, okay, just so you know, I'm a fucking tough guy. Right. Right? I wouldn't do, I wouldn't make myself a, a target. I would puff my chest. And I, I started to think about that a lot sometimes where I'm like, Oh, what if I was the only one of me in this mall when I was in Des Moines, Iowa? Right. I thought about that. I saw one black dude in the mall. I'm like, he is the only black dude in this fucking mall. Yeah. It's it, it, an interesting perspective that I don't think most people think about. Well, when Halicia and I first went to Maine a few years ago. Oh, she's the only black person in the we state. We were walking around uh, someplace where they had a lot of outlets and stuff. And um, I was like... I think you're the only black person in this town. Oh, in the state, and, dude. It's and Maine. she was like, I know. Because <laughs> <laughs> she feels it. It's in it. Yeah. I, I, I'm uh, okay. All right. There aren't too many people left hanging on. So when am I coming back to Des Moines? Thanks for keeping it 100, guys. You got it. Now, listen, we're at an hour 10. Okay. So what we're going to do for your Facebook Live people, for the 
19 of you still listening. If you have any questions, I know I've ignored you for most of this podcast. If you have any questions, now is your time to ask. You got a question for Dan or for me, or if you have any questions for him about me, now is the time. I have a question that I've never asked you. Uh-huh. I don't think I've asked any of you guys. When I'm in the luxury apartments, yeah. Any ever an idea to be like, dude, this is not happening for you. No. Time to get another job. No, no, no. Never it entered your head to be like, dude, time to tap out. No. Really? No. I said, I, I, because no, none of you ever had that conversation with me. And I was surprised looking back at it. I thought, oh, I thought maybe, maybe one, maybe why never that conversation? It would have to be pretty severe situation for me to say that to anybody about what they were, what, if they were pursuing their dream for me to say, you shouldn't do this anymore. The, the situation would have to be pretty like it was. dire. It, but it was, but it wasn't. Like, right. You know, dad, I, dad said to me once, he said, you have to decide. He said, now we're going to support you. And, you know, he told me also, he said, you know, we didn't send you money, but I hope you knew you would never live on the street. Right. And that's like the, the perfect support, which is, I'm not, you made this bed. You got to lie in it. Yeah. But you're not going to die on the street. Right. It's a good set of confidence that, that that I had to me because of them. But um you know, he said to me once, you have to really decide if this is selfish. You have three kids. Sure. You have to decide at some point are yeah. you being selfish? Right. And he was like I'm not I'm not the person to tell you that. Yeah. But but you have to give yourself an honest talk. I have to tell you, man, if I hadn't got that first deal, I... After the one-man show? Yeah. My, I was giving myself to the year 2000. Not that I didn't have confidence in myself, but at that point, the kids would have been... When they're younger, nobody knows they're poor because we had so much fun. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, even though it was a shitty situation, Trevor slept in the closet. Right. We didn't always eat three meals a day. They had fun. We had yeah, fun. So yeah. that they had, they, the fact that they were poor never came into their brains. Right. But as they got older, I started thinking they'll know because when I was growing up, man, I knew. Yeah, we knew. I knew that, you know, I didn't have the cool sneakers and I knew I didn't have the whatever. And I knew those couple of years we didn't have a car and we had to borrow that fucking asshole down the street's car. Yes. And right. so I knew, and I was like, that's going to be my point. When they start to realize that they are without yeah. is when I'll have to change my whole game plan. What is, when is your show on? What show are you talking about? Pamela, are you talking about my talk show that got canceled? I appreciate you bringing that up. Um, yeah. It's not on anymore. Nice job, Pamela. Yeah, Pamela, really. Yeah. Um, okay. Do either of you have a girlfriend that nobody in the family liked? I've had girlfriends that I know my parents didn't like. Uh, Jonathan had girlfriends that... You can come out here, Boomer. Oh, I know. I was about to start. I was just kidding. Yeah, Jonathan, my brother, had girlfriend... Uh, one girlfriend in particular that nobody in the family... Remember Sandra? Oh, yeah. Fucking nobody liked Sandra. Yeah. And... Um, I had, Will you answer that so it doesn't... Um, I had one girlfriend that my parents didn't like, but they... Only didn't like her because she broke up with me and I went a little psycho. Did I 
he has. If I had any girlfriends that he didn't like. No, I liked all your girlfriends. But really? Yeah, but you have had a girlfriend that wasn't so popular. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. We're not going to mention who that was. Nope. But you did have one that was not so popular. Yeah. Um, okay, since there aren't that many people, yes or no? Yes or no what? It's not on anymore, Pamela. The show is not on anymore. I'm not sure how I can make that any more clear. Sorry, it's Pamela. no longer on television. Yeah. Yeah. So, no. Um, you didn't have any. Well, you had one girlfriend I didn't like. I had more than one. Not that I didn't like. Oh, that you didn't like. Only one I didn't like. Who's that? I don't remember her name. Where was it? It was here. She's beautiful. Oh, Aichi. Yeah. yeah. I didn't really like her. Yeah. I, I, let me take that back. I don't think mom and dad liked her either. I liked her as a person. I thought she was terrible for you. Yeah, she was. There's like a distinction there. Like there aren't too many people I don't like. Yeah. Like she was a likable person. Yeah. She just was terrible for we, you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, looking back on that, that was not a, that was not a thing. That no. Year. And I liked Holly. That Holly was great. Yeah. Too bad her, her house smelled like a giant cat shit. That's because it was what? sort of. Will you it had please a lot of shit in it. Explain to people that we saw somebody. With a cat and a baby Bjorn yesterday? We did. At, at the, the Dodger, Dodger game. At the Dodger game. She had one. And a, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. It's disappointing, really. <laughs> Listen, I'm not... My uh, ideas about cats or whatever, but you shouldn't have one at the Dodger game. No. All right. Where can we see your brother's work? Oh. Well... <laughs> I produce uh, movie trailers and commercials for movies on TV, so you've I probably seen them. You might have seen them. If you've seen movie trailers, you've seen his work. Yeah. Um, dude. Okay. Two questions, and we're gonna get out of here. Question number one. Yeah. Okay. Favorite. And Danny and I enjoy going to see comedies. Yes. Okay. Favorite. Comedy in like the last five years. I know mine. I can say it unequivocally what mine is. What is it? This is the end. This is the end because that scene with Franco and Danny McBride fake jerking off on each other. Yeah. Yeah. And the in the with fucking Sarah I getting a blowjob while drinking have, the juice box. I might have to go with that one as well, actually. I mean, this is the that end. That one was amazing. This is the end to me is like, because it was funny from the be- beginning. Yeah. And then the last scene with Backstreet Boys, I'm like, oh, they're killing it across the yeah, board. Yeah, they killed it across the board. Okay. My other question for you, and then we're going to get out of here. And so right. making sure there's nowhere. I should have, what's been both of you guys' favorite job ever? <sighs> favorite childhood memory together and favorite memory of each other. Favorite member of each other. Um, you know, when I was growing up, I was oddly proud about how much girls in my grade thought you were good looking. They, they don't think that now, so don't. No. But they were, I was. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> I was really like. They were like, your brother's fucking really good looking. I'm like, yeah, he is. Super good looking, right? And his <laughs> stupid Camaro, right? He's, yeah, my Camaro. Yeah. Yeah. But I was, I was, I remember that. Thank God I got that. I also was like, um, for me, when I was growing up, um, 
I identified mo- more with you than I did with Jonathan or Adam. Yeah, I think so. Um, so, you know, I, when I came and visited you in Boston and right, but like, so it was a different to me, Adam, I, t- I was so young, but I, you know, I, he was more of an idea for me. Yeah. But as far as somebody like the way they interacted with other people and the way they, they were with their friends and the, the way they hold friendships, like for me, you were the guy that I looked at. Not so much Adam and definitely not Jonathan. <laughs> Although Jonathan's a different person now than he was yes, in high school. Yes, way different. Different. So for me, I would say that. And my, what was the other question? What's been both of your guys' favorite job ever? Okay, outside of the job I have right now, which I love. Yeah, wouldn't that be it? Yes, that's an easy one. Yeah, the, the s- job I'm doing now. The second one, when I was 16, I ran our town's t-ball league. That's right. And it was maybe like I did it for a couple summers in a row. I just loved it. I loved teaching. I loved the joy. I love, love, anybody who follows me knows, I I just love unbridled joy. Yeah. And there's something about kids when you haven't been jaded yet and you haven't been disappointed a bunch of times where you still have that laughter. Like when you hear Zoe laugh. Yeah. All right. People, that, that. Pure, unbridled, not jaded, a hundred percent joy. Yeah, that a child has when they laugh. Yeah, is my favorite sound in the world. It's the best. Her her laughing is the best sound I could get. It makes you feel good because yeah. you're like this. This laughter has no pretense. It's purity at its best. Yes. So for me, yeah. um, when I taught those t-ball, there was so much of that unbridled joy that I went home every day like. This is, if I could make a living doing this, Yeah, it's truly the, because it's also before parents start taking it too seriously. People are there to have a good time. Right. And that for me might've been outside of this one, my favorite job ever. I would say finishing up coaching little league or being a camp counselor outside of this job Mm -hmm. for the same reasons. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. It's good stuff. Um, Okay. My, um, so you would go with this is the end. Yeah. I'd go with this is the end. What was the second question I asked you? You didn't ask it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. There we go. The second question I have for you. Um, because we also enjoy, uh, your, I enjoy music with you, but you don't like any modern music or you do? No, I do. Okay. Yeah. So a concert that you haven't seen, people are still alive because you can't pick fucking Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. A concert you haven't seen that you would like to see. Radiohead. Well, we talked about that. Yeah, Radiohead. That's like your favorite. Because whenever they come out to L.A., they only do like one show in a small place, and it's impossible to get tickets. Mm -hmm. And I've I've never been able to get a ticket. Radiohead. Radiohead. I wonder what they're like live. Have you heard? I mean, I've seen on TV. How many albums do they have? A lot. Do they really? Yeah. Am I because I'm not a huge Radiohead guy? Yeah. Am I missing a lot of good stuff? I think so. I mean, a lot of people would say, you know, after a certain album, things really started to change for them, where they really just started to get a little eclectic. Yeah. Um, this new album I have. This new is, album's really good. Yeah, but it is eclectic. Yeah, but they have a few songs there that sort of get back to what they yeah. were before. But you know, they, like their first few albums, just amazing. Guys, listen. 
this is uh, fairly normal. I'm going to be in Chicago this weekend. I should have said that up top while people were still watching. Chicago this weekend, the whatever that is, the 11th, 12th, 13th at Zanies. The weekend after, I'll be at the Helium in St. Louis, which is the 18th, 19th, and 20th. Then I'm going to see Zach Brown at Fenway Park. I won't, I'm not doing anything. I'm just here. Yeah. ComedianJoshWolf.com. Um, and is there another question? Worst job ever? Oh, I know it. My worst job ever. That is a good one. Yeah. I've had a bunch. Um, Radiohead, the new album is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We love you. Thanks for making my Monday. Thank you very much. Um, worst job ever, I laid cement. Um, I worked in those field, the fucking farms in Hadley. I'd say my, f- oh, yeah. those were bad. That's bad. I would say. You didn't uh, do the farm work in Hadley? No, I always got out of it. Oh, fuck. I don't know how I got out of it, but I, I got out of it. I picked cucumbers for like. Picking cucumbers. Oh, yeah. Jesus, I got out of that. That was the worst. Um, uh, my worst job ever was my first job out of college. I was selling copiers. That's terrible. Didn't yeah. you do like a sandwich board once? Didn't you dress up? Oh. And- that was actually a good job. Like when, when I was in grad school, I, yeah. would, I dressed up as different characters. I did singing telegrams. Yeah, singing telegrams to somebody who has a terrible voice. It's an oh, interesting yeah. job. Yeah. It's a more interesting job when you get to the parties. You, you know, when I, you know, I entertained at children's parties too. And, but as, you know, they, I would really? like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle or <laughs> <laughs> Peter Pan. But the only way to get to the, I had my moped at the time. Oh, yeah. I, I, that's and they tough. made me show up in costume, so I had to drive on my moped in a Peter Pan costume yeah. out here in L.A. Yeah. That's called no pussy. That is called no pussy. Do you, you know, I had a girl on a date once on the back of my moped, and this dude, <laughs> this dude <laughs> pulls up to the light next to me, and he rolls down the window, and he goes, doesn't even look at me, he looks right at her, he goes, damn, baby, you on the back of a moped, Ugh. and rolled up his window and drove away. Yeah. And she was like, take me, take me home. She did say that. She said, you can take me home now. And I was like, just because of that guy. And she's like, yeah, just because of that guy. Right. You're like, well, we haven't even got to McDonald's yet. <laughs> um, all right. Dan. You know, by the way, Dan Wolf is a listener of this podcast. Yeah. How about that? So you should be, too. Yeah. Well, they are, apparently. All okay. Right. Uh, that's it, everybody. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening and watching. And um, I'm going to do one more of these on Wednesday with Allison Rosen. Check it out later. Word.